Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is July 30th. Today we're going to look a little more at Alma chapter 41. One scripture that I love in Alma chapter 41 is in verse 7. It says, These are they that are redeemed of the Lord. Yea, these are they that are taken out, that are delivered from that endless night of darkness, and thus they stand or fall. For behold, they are their own judges, whether they do good or do evil. Now, what I love about this scripture is that very end part when it says, they are their own judges. Because when this life ends, and when we are brought to stand before our Father in heaven again, with our Savior at our side as our advocate, we will have a perfect recollection of all our guilt. Now, I've said this before, but honestly, I think that that perfect recollection, as awful as it sounds and as hard as it sounds, is truly an act of mercy. Because in that moment, we will know that whatever judgment is made is fair and is just, because we will remember it all. As this scripture says, we will be our own judge. In that moment, knowing the things that we've done, knowing what we have repented of, knowing the changes that we have made in our hearts, and knowing the people that we have become, we will stand there, and we will be our own judges. It makes me wonder if our Father in Heaven will even have to say anything, or if in that moment we will just know. If we are unrepented, if we will just not want to be there anymore, if we will not want to stand before Him and be in His glory and in His perfection, if that will just be too much for us, if we've chosen not to repent, if we've chosen not to change, we will be our own judge. Now, in the BYU talk called His Grace is Sufficient, Brad Wilcox talks about this. Now, full disclosure, he was not a general authority when he gave this talk, but he is now, so I feel okay using it. It is incredible. If you haven't heard the entire talk, I highly recommend it, but I'm going to play a clip for you here because I think it pertains to this idea of we will be our own judge, and what that day might be like for us. The miracle of the atonement is not just that we can be cleansed and consoled, but that we can be transformed. Scriptures make it clear that no unclean thing can dwell with God. But brothers and sisters, no unchanged thing will even want to. I know a young man who just got out of prison Again, every time two roads diverge in a yellow wood, he takes the wrong one. Every time. Now, when he was a young teenager struggling with every bad habit that a young teenage boy can have, I said to his father, we need to get him to EFY. I've worked with that program since 1985. I know the good that it can do. I said, we've got to get him to EFY. Well, his dad says, I can't afford that. I said, I can't afford it either, but you put some in and I'll put some in and then we'll go to my mom because she's a real softie. And and we finally got him to EFY. But how long do you think he lasted? Not even a day. By the end of the first day, he called his mother and he said, get me out of here. Heaven will not be heaven for those who have not chosen to be heavenly. In the past, I always had a picture in my mind of what the final judgment would be like. And it always went something like this. 
Jesus standing there with a clipboard. Brad standing across the room, nervously looking at Jesus. Jesus looking at his clipboard and saying, Oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm Brad, oh, you missed it by two points. <laughs> you know, Brad begging Jesus, please look at the essay question one more time. <laughs> There's got to be two points you can squeeze out of that essay. Now, that's how I always saw it. But as I get older, and as I come to a better understanding of the plan of redemption, then the more I realize in the final judgment, it will not be the unrepentant sinner begging Jesus, let me stay, let me stay. No, he will probably be saying, get me out of here. Knowing Christ's character, I believe that if anyone is going to be begging on that occasion, it will probably be Jesus, begging the unrepentant sinner, please choose to stay, please use my atonement, not just to be cleansed, but to be changed so that you want to stay. The miracle of the atonement is not just that we can go home, but that miraculously we can feel at home there. Now, I love the way Brad talks here. I love his perspective of what that day might be like when we truly are our own judge. Being unchanged, being unrepentant, we won't feel comfortable there. We will know our choices, and we will know our own heart. And that, as odd as it seems to say, is also part of God's mercy. That we will be where we feel comfortable. But as I said yesterday, if I end up anywhere except for with my Heavenly Father and with my family for eternity, that will be my own personal hell. Joseph Smith said in the book Teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith, the great misery of departed spirits is to know that they come short of the glory that others enjoy and that they might have enjoyed themselves, and they are their own accusers. I know that's kind of a, a mind shift, understanding that we will be our own judges. But according to Alma, that is how that day will go. And in my belief, it will go that way out of God's great love and his great mercy. Now, we've talked about that day only as if it's going to be awful and miserable, if we're going to be unhappy and uncomfortable in the presence of our Father in heaven. But that is not the case. If we are repentant, if we use the atonement of Jesus Christ not just to be cleansed, but also to be changed, that day will be a day of joy and a day of happiness. Alma goes on in verse 10 and he says, Do not suppose because it has been spoken concerning restoration that ye shall be restored from sin to happiness. Behold, I say unto you, wickedness never was happiness. So Alma's trying to teach us that we will be restored, we will be resurrected to the state that we were in before. If we are wicked and unrepentant, we will be resurrected wicked. If we are righteous and repentant, we will be raised righteous. We will not go from 
our state of misery and endless woe to a state of happiness. Because wickedness never was happiness. Another Joseph Smith quote says, Happiness is the object and design of our existence, and will be the end thereof, if we pursue the path that leads to it. And this path is virtue, uprightness, faithfulness, holiness, and keeping all the commandments of God. Now remember, I taught seminary for years. The classic question when we looked at this scripture is, then why do people seem so happy? Why do my friends who are not making the right choices seem happy? As my dad always jokes, life is not a beer commercial. You know how in beer commercials, everyone's like partying and drinking and having like the time of their life. That's not what it actually looks like. What they fail to show and what friends often fail to show is that with sin comes misery. Maybe not in the moment, maybe not even in the immediate future, but God's plan is clear. His commandments lead to blessings, happiness, and prosperity. Break those commandments and we will be caught in a cycle of misery and destruction. That is how it goes. Now, it is not always immediate. If it were immediate, we would just be rats in a maze learning to run the right path. That would eliminate completely our agency. But in the end, my friends, in the end, I testify that wickedness is not happiness, that righteousness prevails, that keeping the commandments of God leads to joy and leads us ultimately closer to Christ. And my friends, I can't imagine a happier place to be for the repentant soul than close to Christ. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to subscribe, to like, to comment, and to share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.